wonderful new resource to inspire your fundraising success. Hi, I'm Bill Stajakavich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Dr. Pamela Viking. Pamela is a cherished member of our faculty, and she leads our international efforts as she holds the STED Chair of International Philanthropy at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, in which the Fundraising School resides. And Pamela, so great to have you back with us on the Fundraising School's podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me again. Pamela co-locates so much more than the rest of us. Sometimes she's here in the United States, other times she's in her home nation of the Netherlands, giving us that international perspective on philanthropy and fundraising, which is also now contained in a new book called The Fundraising Reader, published by Routledge. And Pamela is joined by two of her colleagues in publishing this book. Pamela, tell us about your other two colleagues and why the three of you put this book together. Well, all credit go to uh, the lead editor, Dr. Beth Brees from the University of Kent, because she came up with this vision and idea that we needed to create something called The Fundraising Reader. And she asked me and Donna Day Leverty to join her in this effort to try to get a more publicly accessible information, text about fundraising out there in the world. Because both of us have been on the European Foundation Associations, Fundraising Association, uh, Fundraising Program Accreditation Committee, a very long name. So we've been looking at fundraising programs across Europe, and we noticed how challenging those programs is found to find suitable literature to use in their fundraising courses. And we know that outside of Europe, and especially also outside of the US and UK, fundraising education is often non-existent. So for those people that want to train themselves in fundraising, there is almost no resource. And that is what we wanted to create. We wanted to create an accessible, um, cheap, sort of cheap, available resource with all the text on fundraising you could possibly dream of. And so when I hear the title, The Fundraising Reader, I'm thinking perhaps that these might be essays, stories that might motivate me, examples that can inspire me. Is that what the reader is or are you teaching techniques or both? Both. Um, we cover everything from how to fundraise, but also what is fundraising? Because is it a profession or is it a hobby? Um, we have lots of different texts inspiring people motivating people, but also teaching and educating people on what fundraising is and how you can practice it. Uh, we have a large session, for example, on the ethics of fundraising, because above anything, fundraising needs to be an ethical profession because of all the pressures that is on, on fundraising. Um, and we end the reader with our vision for the future. So we include text on what will AI do in fundraising. Um, and there, I just have too many uh, darlings in there to, to highlight them all. But one section I really, really enjoyed editing is the, the section I did on the three different rights. We have a reading on the fundraiser's bill of rights, a donor's bill of rights, and a beneficiary bill of rights. And I think this highlights uh, three different perspectives on the same topic, which is important in fundraising. It's not just about a donor. It's not just about the beneficiary. It is also about the fundraiser. So, and that is also covered in, in several of the re readings. For example, Cassandra Chapman's charitable triad theory, where she highlights that you need to look at all three, these three actors in order to better understand what fundraising does for an organization. Pamela, when you talk about all three categories of people having rights in this transformational relationship, 
Can you just describe for our audience, what does that mean about fundraising as a craft, fundraising as an approach, that this isn't transactional, that there are, again, these deep-seated understandings of meaning and rights that all parties involved bring to the table in a fundraising relationship? Yeah, great question, Bill. So Amelia Garza and Jennifer T. Holmes, they, they wrote this article, The Fundraiser Bill of Rights, where they highlight that as a fundraiser, you also have rights within an organization. So you should not be mistreated by a donor. Your organization should be supportive of you if, if donors are asking really strange things of you. So they really highlight that as a fundraiser, you're trying to do a lot in, in service of the organization. But there's also limits and you have rights. And unfortunately, fundraising is a profession where um, people sometimes feel misused. Um, we've also uh, have a very serious article in, in there on uh, sexual abuse of fundraisers. Um, so it, it's not all shining uh, when it comes to fundraising, but it's important to highlight all those different aspects. There's so many important aspects there about self-respect that the fundraiser has, even when he or she is promoting the nonprofit, the nonprofit's cause, and meeting that intersection with the donor's motivations and values. Pamela, you mentioned a few of the authors. Um, how did the three of you recruit these authors? Of course, um, you know, you guys travel the world. You have huge Rolodexes with lots of relationships. How did you recruit these authors? What types of people are in this book that we're going to be reading? Well, actually, we did not recruit them because um, we bought the copyrights of all the articles. So we um, had uh, that Dr. Brees had uh, luxurious funding from the Pierce Foundation to be able to buy the different uh, copyrights for all the readings we wanted to include. So we started um, with a blank slate and we just started reading. Of course, we all three of us are um, are teaching in fundraising. I teach principles and practices of fundraising, uh, and both Donna and, and Beth teach, teach similar courses at, at their universities. So we've had a lot of experience with what works and what doesn't work in the classroom. Um, but beyond that, we went just went out and looked for any type of fundraising materials, especially from an international perspective. Because one of our wishes was that it, this would be a truly international volume where texts from all over the world would be included. And one of the sad things we found out, there is not a lot of writing on fundraising outside of the US and UK. Um, we reached out to many people through, during the first phase of this project, but they kept saying, well, we just use translated texts from the US or yeah, we have uh, a one-on-one -on, -one on fundraising, but yeah, you cannot include a one-on-one -on, -one on fundraising from Vietnam, from uh, Singapore, from Russia and, and from Brazil. So we could only select one of those. And we have a wonderful uh, one, one -on, one on fundraising from Russia, but yeah, so it's, it's, there are international readings in there, but not, not as much as we hoped we would find. But um, beyond that, we just got to select the readings we thought were influential and, and that were meaningful to people aspiring to be a fundraiser, but also people who have been in the profession for over 20 years will find treasures in the fundraising reader. And as we know, Pamela Viking is a voracious leader. Yes, if you're hearing or seeing her last name, Yes, she is that Veep King who, along with Beckers, read over 500 studies about generosity, philanthropy, charitable giving, and distilled that into the eight donor motivations. That is a seminal work 
in our field and that every fundraiser is well familiar with. And Pamela and her colleagues have taken that love of reading and reading about philanthropy and charitable giving and fundraising and put that into the fundraising reader. Uh, Pamela, if you could help, maybe some of our audience, if you could expand, please, don't necessarily understand these other international contexts. You talk about that there's so much you know, resource and teaching uh, available in the United States and in the United Kingdom, but in other countries, even in free market economies, even in Western democracies, let alone in other cultures in the East and, and in other locations around the world, don't have either that same type of approach to philanthropy or those same resources available or a different expectation of what it means to be taught about fundraising and philanthropy. I know I've run into that sometimes in my international conversations about the fundraising school. Can you help our audience understand that aspect and, and how this reader is trying to fill some of those gaps? Yes, it's it's just not a, a program that's been taught in universities across, across the world, in the largest part of the world. So if you want to be a fundraiser, how you learn it is on the job. You just happen to end up in a function where you have to fundraise and then you you're taught by your colleagues uh, and you have to learn just by whatever information you can get uh, and we are really hopeful that the fundraising reader can help those people too so to give a wide range of readings on on debates in fundraising so you're aware of the new trends for example uh, we have uh, different debates there for example the role of power in fundraising we have debates about donor-centric versus community-centric fundraising. We have uh, readings about, which I personally really love, about uh, how your clients can also be donors. Because some of the readings say, well, you should never ask your clients to give. But we have a wonderful reading by Rona Fernandez uh, called Fundraising in Your Own Backyard, Inviting Clients to be Donors, we, who spells out how you can do that. And, that, and she shows uh, examples of organizations that have done that very successfully. Wonderful resource, The Fundraising Reader, published by Routledge, Dr. Pamela Viking, one of three editors. And while we talk much about the international context, this is still a wonderful resource in the United States, in the United Kingdom, and across the world. And we have our copy at the fundraising school and are looking through those chapters and updating our curriculum and citing this accordingly. Pamela, where can folks obtain this wonderful reader? You can buy it at the Routledge website. Um, and we also have a flyer for a 20% discount. So maybe we can add that to the uh, recording. Yeah, we will put that in the show notes that people can look for in the email and also as they find us on Spotify and other providers of podcasts. And again, the, the spelling of Routledge, if I'm correct, R-O-U-T-L-E-D-G-E, right? I think that's correct. Um, so Routledge Publishers and look for that flyer in the show notes as well. And again, this reader and the work of Dr. Pamela Viking are yet another example of the strength that we have, the unique worldwide strength that we have at the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy, because we are working in this international context as much as we can uh, and wherever possible. And Pommel provides that important leadership to us. Uh, th this is the type of perspective you'll find if you join us for our academic degree programs, either in our bachelor's degree, our master's degree, or our two doctoral degrees programs. This is the depth and texture that you will find as you develop your philanthropic leadership skills. And of course, as I mentioned, this also influences the work of the fundraising school. 22 courses we teach in person or online. When we're online, we're recorded. 
uh, or virtual, uh, either way, uh, which allows us to teach in the States or internationally. We can do this with our custom training as well, bringing you an entire existing course or knitting pieces of courses together for a course specifically for your nonprofit, your association, or your region. We have our quarterly uh, webinars. We have these free podcasts. We also have Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, uh, the fifth edition, which is a textbook Dr. Viking teaches for us uh, in our master's program. All of this available on our website at philanthropy.iui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Gratitude to my colleague today, Dr. Pablo Viking, for joining us as our guest on the Fundraising Schools podcast, produced today by Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm-hmm.